Welcome to Between Product and Partnerships, a podcast focused on bringing together product, partnership, and engineering leaders to discuss how to build, support, and scale SaaS ecosystems. Presented by the SaaS Ecosystem Alliance and sponsored by Pandium, an integration platform and marketplace for ecosystems. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in. Uh, To those of you that are new to our podcast, welcome. I'm Liz Garcia. I'm the community manager of the SaaS Ecosystem Alliance, and I'm also on the marketing team at Pandium. Today, I'm speaking with Kaylin Kim, who is the Strategic uh, Partnerships Director at Jebit. Thanks for being with us today, Kaylin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to be talking to you. Uh Yeah, and um, I wanted to have you on today because I know you have a lot of different experience in sales and alliances. And I think you know, you're you're one of the most perfect people to talk about uh, the topics that we're going to be speaking of today. So can you just give our audience a quick uh, intro on like your background and your experience? For sure. So I've uh, been in partnerships now for, gosh, like going on 20 plus years. Um, started way back in the, when the dot-com took off. Um, been doing SaaS sales partnerships for the past 10 years. Um, most recently was at uh, user testing, they went IPO and then I moved over and now I'm really launching out the partnerships for Jebit. Nice. And with that in this episode, I really want to pick your brain on how sales teams can leverage partnerships and alliances and what that enablement can look like and also how to track the success of that. Cause I feel like that's something um, that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about the challenges of that. Um, but before we get uh, into all of that, I did want to hear your thoughts on partner data and how that can be leveraged by sales teams, because I feel like now more than ever, we're seeing that third-party data isn't what it used to be um, because of data privacy. And, and so wanting to get your thoughts on like why leveraging partner data or second-party data, in other words, um, why that should be leveraged by sales teams and maybe what are some best practices that you've seen for enabling sales teams with that data? Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite topics. Um, so Jevit, I don't know if you know, but you know we make a software to create quizzes that captures, we call it zero or first party data. So this whole concept is very relevant to what we do, um, just direct consumer business to business. But on the partner side, um, it's interesting one of my counterparts over at uh, Smart Recruiters posted today kind of a very like timely, relevant post on LinkedIn, similar around this topic of how to leverage partner data. And I think it's something that, you know, is, is I wouldn't say entirely new, but it's fairly new, partly because of privacy laws, but also because of the technology that we have at our fingertips now. Um, and that, you know, people like me that started 20 years ago selling hardware, shifting into the SaaS ecosystem, it's a little bit of a different partner play these days. And so, you know, I mentioned like the technology, like I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of Reveal. Uh, you know, we also use Crossbeam. To be able to have access to that data, um, you know, both what your partners are selling into, their customers, uh, just just having the access to that alone is, is extremely valuable. I, I could give you an example. Um, so previous company I worked at, uh, using Reveal, they have this uh, solution within Reveal, which they call it a 360, right? 360 degree mapping. And it's this feature where you can go and, and do a search across you know, both your databases and discover prospects that are using multiple partners. 
And for me, that's such a huge, valuable tool to be able to go in there and say, okay, force rank this by like the top down. So show me who's got 10 partners in there. And what that tells me, and I can go tell the salespeople and, and, and educate them, is this prospect you know, knows how to buy MarTech. They've got budget for it. They've got a propensity for using tools, right? As opposed to you go to the bottom of the list where they've never bought anything before. Um, it becomes a way to quickly go out and prioritize your prospects. So, yeah. Does that help answer your question? Yeah, it, it does. Um, and I, I'd love to hear more about what, what, some, what are some best, like how that process of collaboration plays out once the, the data is available and once the tools are used to find this information, ways that you've seen um, that uh, collaboration happen with sales? Is this something where you've seen like sales would take ownership of this, this data um, and, and looking and finding this data? Or was this a situation where the partnerships team would get this data and then enable sales in some way? And maybe what are some of those ways um, that you've seen partnerships team enables sales to you know, get more leads or close more deals, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. I think, you know, the top line answer is it kind of depends and it changes over time. And like even myself, I would say I've evolved over the last couple of years on, on how I approach it. So, you know, when I first implemented Reveal back at user testing, it was very much about me going out and doing kind of the research and then going and talking to an individual account executive about like, oh, let's go do a field mapping call around, you know, the set of, you know, two or three accounts, which you know, in itself is, is extremely valuable. We get to have those conversations. And then at that point, I would then kind of turn the ownership over to the account rep to follow up, right? Um, so that's the only way you're really going to scale. Um, but then if you take a step back and you really think about how to scale this, it's got to move beyond me as a bottleneck and even just the account executives. And it really needs to become a culture of, of ecosystem, if you will, right? Um, so, you know, interesting story, I actually met with one of our BDRs, um, last week and, you know, Jebit is fairly, fairly young and it's, it's kind of partnership, uh, growth, right? So, you know, they just implemented a reveal not so long ago. We're just now going to start implementing a PRM. It's not a very like common muscle memory for a lot of the sales team, if you will. Right. So this BDR I ended up having a conversation with, uh, was, really kind of around what I was talking about, where it's like one account we wanted to talk about. And then this five minute conversation or what was supposed to be a five minute conversation turned out to be, you know, a 30 minute power session. Cause I opened up, you know, Crossbeam and was showing them where Crossbeam sits in Salesforce. And it sounds silly, but like he had no idea that even existed there. Um, and then you could see the light bulb go off and he's like, wow, I could take the combo value prop messaging and I could actually use that in my outreach to prospects. And I think that level of conversation like changes the dynamics entirely. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's, that's also something that came up in uh, a clubhouse discussion that we had that I mentioned to you before, um, where one of the panelists was talking about like you, sometimes you don't even think of taking that time, um, but realizing that if they're responsible for messaging the better together story, you know, they they have to have a really, really clear vision of how to articulate that story and like why why the partnership is making um, your solution better. Yeah. So yeah, 
definitely yeah. take more time. Totally guilty of it because <laughs> if I was, I was talking to another partner and I said, you know, as a partner rep, you kind of have to be ADHD just by like nature because you're in so many different, I mean, I have a thousand tabs open right now, but you know, you have to be somewhat, you have to be a salesperson, obviously. You've got to be a matchmaker, but you also got to be a teacher. Um, and I think we forget that sometimes. 100%. Um, that's a really good point. I want to get your thoughts and transition a little bit to, okay, after the sales enablement, after we know, you know, who, who we can go after and, and all of that, like, how do we actually track successes um, and track partner influence and attribution on sales? But before talking about specific tactics there, just wanting to get your, your thoughts um, and your experience with the challenges of that. What are some of the, the biggest challenges that um, there are with tracking influence and attribution? Um, so it's funny, that actually is my favorite topic. Um, <laughs> and I, it's like the thing that I lose probably the most sleep around. Um, so I, I would say when I look at it, there's like the logistics of it, but then there's like also the philosophical part of it too, right? Um, like I said, I've been around for 20 plus years. A lot of the CROs in this space have been around 40 years. Um, and I think that we tend to get caught up in like, you really need net new source and like that becomes like the end all be all, but I think we lose track of the importance of the influence, right? So the first challenge is getting people to buy into the concept of why it's so important um, and, and actually giving it the, the value that it deserves. Um, because it is extremely valuable, right? I mean, I can get data, let's just say from these tools or even more so in these conversations where we're talking to a rep at one of our partners and they tell you, you're talking to the wrong guy, right? You need to be talking to this lady over here because she's got the budget and um, you know that kind of knowledge is invaluable. So how, how do you track that, right? How do you track it when I'm not involved in the conversation? So you know, I don't have a God's eye view of, of every single deal and every conversation that's going on. So that, that in itself is very challenging. Um, so the other aspect of it is it's a human factor, right? So you've got egos and comp plans involved. So to give you an example, I had a conversation with uh, an, an account rep on a particular deal where I think I had two or three partner conversations going on about this account. We've got a BDR calling out on it. That account had been in a marketing event. And then all of a sudden you get the meeting, right? So who gets the attribution? I'm lucky enough to, to work at Jebit where we have a very like healthy collaboration, healthy cross-functional um, where we all kind of take some portion of credit for that. Um, but I know that certainly there's organizations where, I mean, it comes down to fistfights practically. Yeah, I feel like that second point you made, it it sounds a lot more challenging to, to think of any processes or systems that could at least alleviate that. But I, I'm interested to hear more about some of some of the ways you've tried to tackle that first point that you made, right? I, like you can't be in every conversation and you can't, uh, you don't know it, exactly every touch point that's been had and every sales um, or every sales call or every lead. What are some ways that you've tried to tackle that um, 
that uncertainty or try to create processes to overcome that. Yep. Um, so the simple one would be putting fields in Salesforce, right? Um, the most easy being partner influence, yes or no. Uh, mm. uh, and then obviously going and educating across the organization to actually use that field um, and you know, let them know that there is no shame or harm or like hit to their comp plan for using that field. Um, take it to the next level and allow, you know, multiple attributions. Um, gotten really crafty in, in other ways of going about um, from, and it's not really a process, but it's just a, it's my own process. Um, we happen, a lot of organizations we do um, use recording software. So like previously we use Chorus, here we use SalesLoft. Um, I'll go through and actually do, uh, you know, high level keyword searches um, on partner terms and go listen to sales calls. And, you know, I use that as one, a way for me to at least find the attributions to give. Two, also as like an impetus for education, right? I'll reach out to the account exec or BDR and say, you know, this conversation happened here, you did a great job or here's how it could have gone a little better. Here's a follow-up that we could have done. Um, but sadly, I mean, part of it too is, is just, you know, a time suck to go out and find attribution. I like the that example of using the video recording software. That's a good point. I feel like, yeah, you can have the tracking in Salesforce, but as as little as you could have manual tracking, I feel like that's the best because um, I feel like that that just leaves room for for human error, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we also use Slack, so we've set up Slack channels with our partners. So that's been a good way of actually like a collaborative, like all people can see what's going on. Um, so that has been helpful. Um, and then, you know, we're actually in the process of implementing a PRM where I think that's going to help a lot too as well. In what ways do you see the the PRM helping with some of the challenge that you're currently challenges that you're currently still experiencing? Yeah, I think the issue is part of the issues is the siloed nature of the conversations and visibility. So I think by, you know, making things more transparent and less siloed, that that's going to help. Are there any other um, processes, systems, or technology, or even other examples that you could give of how you've, how you've tracked or tracked partner attribution or influence, or even um, like sales enablement, how you've used the data to enable partners, any other examples or experiences that you could share? Um, I mean, I'll tell you about kind of a funny story. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mentioned this 360 degree mapping capabilities. Um, you know, and, I, and the idea of that CROs are so like, got to be net new source, got to be net new source. Well, we're all calling on the Fortune 500, right? I mean, it's like no secret. So to like actually get a truly net new partner source deal, um, to me at this level, I don't think, especially when you're talking to enterprise, right? It doesn't, doesn't happen a ton. Um, there's a ton of influence, right? But this 360 mapping thing. So I was running the report company-wide and Bridgestone came up, which I was shocked. Um, Cause I, I just guess I assumed that they would have been a customer. They had been tagged to a rep that was like gone a year ago. So they basically just been sitting out in the ether uh, with nobody calling on it at all. Um, so, you know, using 
that data to go find these kind of uh, gems, if you will. Um, and I think I mentioned earlier, it's a matter of now teaching other people to do what I just did. I know you mentioned like part of the role is also being a teacher. Are there any experiences you could share of where you felt like, you know, that 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 teaching went really well versus you're looking back and you wish you would have did something differently? Um, so it's, it's interesting. I mean, like this one that I mentioned that happened a couple of weeks ago, you know, it, it's too, too soon to see mm. really what's going to come from it. Um, I, I can tell from the light bulbs that went off, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be nothing but great success for them. Um, historically, I think, you know, I've seen great kind of in the field mapping calls go right where, you know, the two sales reps hit it off and, um, you know, the sharing of knowledge back and forth. And, you know, I can think of one particular where that particular rep introduced us to two accounts, I think. Um, and then a discussion went internally at the partner from there where I had her basically counterpart, another sales rep from the partner, reach out to see if they could replicate the same success. So, you know, I mean, that's obviously like the end all be all. That's what we're striving for. On the flip side, I've been on calls where it's, you know, both our sales guys have been in the business for 20 years each and they're end up, you know, telling each other how they should be doing business. And um, so, you know, how, how could you do better on calls like that? I Sometimes I think just the, you know, the train leaves the stage. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um... To, to transition a little bit, I feel like we've spoken a lot about the many different like layers and different technologies that could be implemented um, and some of the challenges. Are there, is there any advice you would give to a, I mean, and you are, you said your partner program right now at Jebit is, is burgeoning, right? It's kind of just getting started. So is there any advice you would have for uh, other programs who are just starting out and how they can show the value of partner influence um so i think it starts with you know you you have to first get the tools in place right so you're gonna get your crm implemented you're gonna get your reveals and your cross beams implemented um then i think it's a matter of not just running the reports but to your point like finding the stories the success stories and then bringing that back in house and and not just educating but like evangelizing. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. It's, you know, I'm, I'm as guilty of it myself. I get caught up in the, you know, the quarter rush and sell, sell, sell. It's really important to go and build champions internally, you know, from like the most junior level BDR all the way up to the top level execs. And I would say, especially the top level execs, uh, because they're just as busy, if not more busy. And so, focused on sell, 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 that you truly need to educate them on the power of, of data and partner influence. Um, you know, beyond that, I would say, you know, don't, don't get caught up in like a, in issues with egos and, and comp plans. Um, I think sometimes we spend too much time thinking about how we're going to get paid and how we're going to get the attribution. And I think sometimes you just got to like go and start getting the conversations going and getting them in place and making them happen. And that stuff will sort itself out at the end. 
I think what was it saying? Revenue fixes all ails. No, I, I think that's good advice. And I'm actually, I'm interested to ask if, if there's a specific thing that you're tracking to show, um, to show partner influence, like are, are you looking at average sales cycles, um, lead conversions? Uh, is there anything particular that you're looking at to show that value or is it still like trying to figure out where that um like, so, so all of that is being tracked right so um at a high level you know we start with just you know number of deals brought in from a partner number of deals tagged influence um you know as we get more data we are able to track the things like the average time to close um it's, it's nothing out of the ordinary it's kind of we're looking at all of those things there's not one particular thing that we're we're looking at at the moment um well i like i said go back to you know the the charter um we roll up to the cro so at the end of the day the the one thing we are looking at is like dollars how many dollars can we attribute to partner influence and net new source great advice um kaylin it was great having you where can our audience connect with you on LinkedIn, anywhere else? Um, yeah, so definitely um, find me and connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I am on the SaaS Ecosystem Alliance Slack channel. Um, and of course, uh, if you ever want to talk Trebit, Trebit-related first-party data, I'm happy to do so. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the content, subscribe to our channel and give us a thumbs up. If you're someone who is working on building and scaling SaaS product partnerships, we invite you to apply to be a member of our community at sasecosystemalliance.com.